Welcome to Good Medicine Explained. I'm your host, Dr. James R. Brown. This is episode number five, season two, for the week of March 21st, 2021. Greetings to everyone listening right now, and happy spring season, 2021. As I always do in the introductory part of my podcast, I offer my objectives for using this format of communication. I've always considered the human body to be the most amazing and sophisticated work of intelligent creation. And while each of us is made from the same general blueprint, each one of us also possesses a very unique design and no one is born with an owner's manual to our unique design, at least not as yet. Within my philosophy of well-being, the discipline of medicine is practiced as an art as well as a science, and I choose to share my knowledge with everyone to contribute stimulating awareness of what is normal versus abnormal and how we can get on a pathway that supports balance in our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Almost every day in my medical practice, I have to review diagnostic reports pertaining to my patients. In the ideal setting, I prefer that my patients have had an opportunity to review their lab results so that they have some concept or idea of what state of health they are experiencing. Whenever this type of preparation and exchange with the patient happens, my patients benefit from a greater understanding of how they're managing their health. So today, I'd like to take some general guidelines of how to prepare for lab testing and how to draw some impressions from a lab report. Very often, a patient will ask me to order a lab test for them. When I inquire about what specifically they'd like me to check, a common response is, just order everything. I don't know. I don't care. I have good insurance. While this sounds like you're going to get a fairly comprehensive evaluation, in actuality, it can lead to the opposite. It's like asking a person to find something in your house for you, yet even you don't know what you're looking for. This is why a physician asks for specific lifestyle, personal and family medical history, and other information. Having some idea of what genetic-related persons in your family have experienced, as well as medical threats, or contributing causes of death, the physician can at least compose a potential list of conditions to screen you for. In the case of a person who's been adopted, I generally use their age, their ethnicity or nationality if known, their gender, lifestyle, personal medical history, and overlap that data with what's most common in the general community or population to serve as a guide. Despite what a patient may think about requesting their physician to order a lab test, 
insurance companies have a system to discourage indiscriminate ordering of labs or x-ray tests. It's called medical justification. A doctor's order for a lab test or x-ray study is actually considered a request by the insurance company. If they're going to pay for a test or study, they need to have medical justification why that order is appropriate and necessary. Otherwise, they reject the order and pass the cost and expense off to the patient. The way insurance companies obtain medical justification is through a diagnostic code called ICD-10. Every medical condition has a diagnostic code associated with it, and every order must have an accompanying diagnostic code. If you don't have any symptoms or problems associated with a medical condition, but you're curious, that falls under the diagnosis of screening. Many tests that are done under the diagnosis of screening are not covered or can only be done at scheduled time intervals like annually or every three to five years, if at all. So, if you get an EOB, which is Explanation of Benefits, in the mail from your insurance company stating that a particular test is not being covered in the policy, it's most likely because there's no medical justification for them to pay for it. As often as possible, I recommend having lab tests done in a fasting state, unless fasting will not be required or if the results need to be obtained quickly. As a general rule, restricting all caloric consumption for 10 to 12 hours before a blood or urine specimen is collected is considered a reasonable fasting period. In our current pandemic era, many labs no longer allow drop-in visits but require patients to make an appointment in advance. This way, the lab avoids large crowds of patients waiting huddled close together in a waiting area for their turn to have their labs taken. Based on contractual relationships with various laboratories, you may be limited as to which places you can go to have lab tests collected and processed. So be sure beforehand where you're supposed to go to have your labs done. Before going to the lab, be sure to have your lab order form or a lab order number handy as well as your current insurance information. Some labs now allow you to pre-register over the phone or online so that all the paperwork and your waiting time is minimized. It's also necessary to emphasize including the names of any other physicians who will also need a copy of your lab results. This is also the time that you need to confirm that you have access to the lab's portal so that you can review and obtain a copy of your results for your own records.
It's also a good idea to know whether or not you will need to provide a urine or stool sample. If you will be required to provide a stool specimen, you will have to obtain the stool collection cup from the lab first. Then, collect your stool specimen in the privacy of your own home before bringing the specimen to the lab. If you'll be required to provide a urine specimen, try to arrive at the lab with a semi-full bladder so you can more quickly provide the urine specimen. Now once your blood, urine, and or stool specimen has been collected, properly labeled, and clocked in, your job is still not done yet. Remember, your final act is to review the lab results through the laboratory portal or pick up a printed copy from the lab for your records. Whenever you're reviewing your lab report, confirm that they have all your personal information correct. Make sure the date and time of collection is also correct. Some labs will also report the time that the final results have been posted. Now typically, the page on a lab report will provide results in rows and columns. Each individual test item will be listed separately, row by row, in a vertical fashion down the page. As you read across each row, in a horizontal fashion, there will typically be one column for your actual measured result and an adjacent column which provides a reference of the normal lab value range for that item. So typically, if your result falls within the normal reference range for that item, it will either have a regular color or font type. However, if your lab result falls below or above the normal reference range, there will be a highlighted color like red, or the result will be printed in a bolder font to draw attention from your eye that the result is outside the normal range. Usually, it's at this point in the review process that most people will immediately turn to Dr. Google to get their explanation and diagnosis. While it's understandable to want to know about any abnormalities, I recommend restraint and strongly encourage you note down any particular abnormalities for discussion with your physician, nurse practitioner, or PA. If you're still tempted to research any interpretation of an abnormal lab result, please consider limiting your online medical information sources to reliable and reputable ones like NIH, that's National Institute of Health, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, the Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, Medline Plus, Johns Hopkins, or Harvard Med. Once you've acquired 
a general idea and sense of the material and subject matter. Then, when you have your discussion with your physician or nurse practitioner or PA, you'll understand and appreciate their explanations and clarifications much better. Being informed and understanding some of the biochemistry that's happening in your body empowers you to have more control over what actions and treatments you prefer and what finances and personal lifestyles you can endure. So, my take-home points for this discussion include the following. Number one, certain lab tests may require some preparation. Know where and what preparations, if any, will be required before going for a lab test. Number two, ordering a lab test requires the physician or nurse practitioner or PA to provide an appropriate medical justification, the ICD-10 code, in order for your insurance company to pay for the test. Number three, preview lab results before you follow up at an appointment so you have some idea of what the results revealed and you've had an opportunity to formulate some questions for greater clarity and understanding. And number four, try to keep good records of all your lab test results like you would for financial or tax purposes. These records can help you maintain healthier lifestyles and practices. If this particular topic or any of the previous episodes that I've provided have provoked questions for you, be reassured that I do regular Q&As on my Instagram account at jrbrownmd, where you may submit your questions there through direct message. However, I emphasize that I do not serve as a replacement or substitute for your own personal physicians, nor do I provide individualized consultations outside of my practice. As I regularly do, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my podcast team, Lauren and Natalie, who really are responsible for making this podcast and all my social media possible. In light of the recent violent deaths on Tuesday, March 16th in Atlanta of C. Ajia Tan, Dao Yu Feng, Sun Chung Park, Hyun Jung Yue Grant, Sun Cha Kim, Yung Ah Yue, Delania Ashley Yan, and Paul Andre Michaels, and survivor Elcias Hernandez Ortiz. The truth is hard. Hatred and fear have deep roots in America. 
this spring, cultivate and nurture not only the soil in your garden, but also your neighbor's garden, so that we all may enjoy a fruitful harvest. Until our next opportunity, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be loved, and may you have a peaceful heart.